are back. Just another sports podcast. Greg Swatek. Greg's Josh back. Smith, Colin McGuire. And yes, I am back after an unscheduled week off. Um, decided to do a nice little faint. Uh, uh, first time uh, fainted. Did a nice little face plant on the on the pavement. And I don't recommend it. And, and hey, I, I don't look too bad for two weeks after I doing a face plant on the on the pavement. Yeah, I uh, can't even tell. I think I'm, you I'm, it improved your looks. Right. I, I showed Colin my uh, eight pack a little earlier. Yeah. So, so, so I'm, 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 in, I'm in good along with my heart monitor. So <laughs> that I'm currently wearing. I just make sure everything's okay. You don't look um, anything like your brother. Right. My brother who wants to fight you. I know. Um, yeah. I'm Does he have a nine pack? Uh, he might. <laughs> he might. So he, he's in shape. Um, so. But but Colin's bigger, um, so it was cage <laughs> match. Cage match. Who you got? Your brother or Colin? Come on, um, come on. I well, Colin's not working out that much. So I'm false. Not, I've been working out. What once a month? That's not true. There's like no eight pack going on over eight. there. Yeah, that's a long ways away. You're not looking like Autumn yet. He, not like Autumn. <laughs> even yet. though you started the workout with an ab, with your the program with I gave you an ab yeah, workout. That's you right. still don't have a single ab. Yeah. Right. Well, I have a single ab. It's all that. It's all that beer he's drinking uh, in, uh, in the meantime. So. That's what I hear. I'm switching to whiskey. <laughs> all right, so we got some sports to talk about today, boys. Um, I wanted to start with the NBA playoffs because, uh, as we've been discussing, uh, just uh, just um, among ourselves, I mean, the games haven't been that compelling. But now we have two uh, pretty compelling series uh, that are, that are uh, we're recording this going into game uh, game five of the Eastern Conference Finals. So both series are two games apiece right now, and and and, and the Rockets had a really impressive win. At Golden State, ending their long uh, home home playoff winning streak. I think finally it, a good game. Right? Yeah, it, it was a great game, and it, it's been a weird series so far because each team like seems to be taking turns like asserting their will on, on the series. Like Golden State dominated Game One, the Rockets totally dominated Game Two. Um, the, <laughs> Golden State won by forty points, uh, forty one points in in Game Three, and then finally we had a good game last night, and and, and the Rockets had a great comeback in the, in, in the fourth quarter uh, to, to pull it out. So does this. Yeah, does well, this, what are we to make of, of what's going on? Yeah, here? does this change anybody's you know opinion of what's what's eventually going to happen in this series? I don't think it changes mine. Um, I don't know. I mean, the Rockets. One thing you, you kind of glossed over is they. A lot of people think at least they got a lot of help last night toward the end. I mean, I saw the final sequence. Clay Thompson kind of was getting bear hugged, and that didn't get called. Well, so he, I don't know. I, I, that was a weird sequence. I mean, he took he took yeah. a he jacked up a pretty bad shot there. Yeah. Even, even if he was getting fouled, so I don't know. I, I think I think the Rockets, I think the Rockets are very much alive, and I think we we're all ready to write off the Rockets. I know I was, and now I'm not because they have home court back, and I don't know if that really matters. But yeah, but what's more sustainable? Watching that after watching that game last night and seeing how Houston won, they won largely because they played really good defense, and. Yeah. Golden State didn't play quite as well offensively. Durant was not on. But yeah. what's more sustainable, Golden State's offense or Houston playing defense like that? I, I, I can't see Houston continuing to play defense like that to win That's this true. series. But remember, they did. They do have a blowout win in this series. Yeah. So, they, you know, last night they squeaked. They had to, there was going to be one that Houston was going to have to squeak out if they were going to win the series. And that happened last night. Uh, so that's why I kind of think – that they have a better shot than I thought they did even after the blowout win because you knew they were going to – and Golden State could have easily won that game. They probably should have won that game last night. They didn't. It would have been a 3-1 lead. It would have been over. Now it's a three-game series, and I, I think Houston – Two games in Houston. Yeah, with two games in Houston, and, and I think Houston needed that sort of shot of adrenaline, that shot of life, and it's going to wake them up. It's, the, the momentum swings have been uh, crazy in the series. Yeah. I mean, Golden State – even even look at last night's game – 
Uh, Golden State got off to the really fast start. They had like a 12 or 13 point lead before Houston even scored their first basket. Yeah. And then Houston totally dominated the second quarter. Golden State sort of reaffirmed control. And then when, the, when they're up by 12 in the fourth quarter, you think at, at home, the defending mm. champs, two of the last three, I mean, um, you, you think they're going to put that game away. But then, then Houston uh, had, a, had a crazy swing of momentum to their side. So yeah. it, it's just been remarkable. And, and, and one of the things that the commentators have been harping on is just the ball movement. Like the team that moves the ball and shares the ball and makes the extra pass or two, that's the team that's scoring. The team that Golden State was not doing that. Like they, they weren't playing their brand of basketball by and large yeah, last night. I think they knew that. I don't know if you guys read any of the quotes from Kevin Durant or Steve Kerr, but they knew they made a lot of mistakes last night, Golden State did. And they seemed fine. Why do you, you know? think that why does that happen? How do you get to the playoffs here at this point in a in a in a series that everybody has wanted to see and you don't play the way you played to get to this point. Yeah, I've, I, I've I don't never understand how that, that happens. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah the, the team that stagnates, it seems, and, and, and starts to play iso ball and one-on-one, that, yeah. that's, that's the team that loses their grip on, on the game and, and mm-hmm. could lose their grip on the series uh, if it continues. So, What did you guys think of the decision t- to not call a timeout with what, whatever it was, 11 seconds to go when Golden State got the ball back and had – a chance to tie. Well, I read Steve Kerr's stuff on that, and I, you know, he said he's a big proponent of, uh, you know, breaking and using the momentum, and so not in that situation, not calling a timeout and going with what they had. And I, I tend to agree with him. I, I'm okay with that. Golden State's a different animal, though, because you do yeah. have to believe that if they would have drawn something up with ten seconds left, they probably would have converted. That's what I'm saying. Know? Like, so, well, my, like, look, I love Steve Kerr, but. <laughs> what does the guy do? Like, I, I mean, it's like if you're not going to call a timeout there, I, I, I don't know. To me, you call a timeout and you make sure you diagram a play that gets Kevin Durant a damn shot. Yeah, or he, or Curry or Curry. Having, or, yeah. or, or but, was having a good game. Exactly, so, Curry yeah. was Curry was probably hotter than Durant was not having a great game. But still, he's Kevin Durant. He can get a shot off against pretty much any defense. Yeah, and I and and Durant came down. He came across half court and he he passed the ball mm-hmm. and he, so he didn't have the ball anymore well kevin durant also said after the game that he wished he had that back he, yeah he wouldn't have passed the ball yeah and steve kerr i think you know in so many words said he knows he did wrong he should have yeah. taken a timeout but that goes back to the point if you get this far why how do you get this far and then all of a sudden you're not doing you yeah. know the things that you know you That's need to question. do to win and like every team goes through that, I guess, and I, I don't understand a team. Golden State is supposed to be historically good. That's what that's right? that's a really yeah. good point. Like, and they have these, they have leaders, right? Like Steph's a decent leader, yeah. I guess, and Durant's yeah. a I, Draymond I, I just, Green. Yeah, I don't understand how that. Oh, happens. well, that's actually. Oh, speaking of Draymond Green, though, Draymond Green was trying to call a timeout. Did you guys see that? Yeah, I saw him. Like, yeah, but when Clay was like flailing with the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he tried to call a timeout. Uh, they didn't see it. And, you know, everybody kind of had a good enough attitude about it. They didn't really blame the refs. It was just they didn't see it. The refs obviously weren't looking at the Warriors bench uh, because, you know, they did want the timeout. So Draymond Green saw what they were doing on the bench and tried to call it. Couldn't get there in time. Clay Thompson just throws that silly shot up and that's the yeah, end of the game. They, they were lucky to get time back on the clock. I mean, they had, they, they, I mean, they had, a, halfway de- they had a halfway decent yeah. look there to tie the game. Um, uh, in, in the end, so. I mean, you can't go back and like say, um, and pick certain individual plays out. But down the stretch there, inside a minute, wasn't it? Draymond got a sweet pass from Durant and missed a dunk. Yeah, yeah. And I think it was inside a minute, and they lost by two. Yeah. So well, I thought they lost by three. They, they lost, lost by three. three. It would have been, been, t- been a tie if, if, if right. Curry's three went in at the Correct. buzzer. It would have mm-hmm. been a tie game. So anyhow, I, I think. Good for Houston, you know, I, and it, it shoots some life into the NBA playoffs that for weeks now has been dead. 
And I mean, the conference finals have been awful. There were some series the last round that were awful. So this is this is good, and hopefully we'll have a couple more close games. Hopefully tonight's going to be a close game in uh, Boston. The, the thing I'm I'm waiting to see in the Golden State series, Houston series, is Harden and Paul have never done it before. Where the guys on the Golden State yeah. side have done it before. So uh, so what difference will that make over these last three games? The team that's been there, done that, and the team that hasn't done it before. So I don't know, man. Chris Paul. Man, he was he was money for them last night. Mm-hmm. He's a terrific leader. Watching him interact with his teammates, um, and he was hitting he was he hitting was some mouthy. amazing threes. <laughs> he yeah, was so he had, mouthy. Like, him and Draymond. He and Draymond Green, going yeah. back and forth. Uh, Char- Charles Charles Barkley's called him the best leader in the NBA for uh, a long time. I love time, him. So, I love yeah. watching him play. I mean, and I and honestly, I, I am pulling for Golden State just because I enjoy their brand when they're playing at their top at their peak peak ability. Mm-hmm. I enjoy watching them the most. But man, Chris Paul is um, he's easy to root for. So. Uh, I, if Houston can squeak this out, I you know, and we're going to get to the other series, I'm assuming, right yeah, now. Right. So uh, this goes back to a theory or something I talked about a couple weeks ago with you guys. You know, if Houston squeaks this out, whoever gets out of Cleveland, Boston, I think has a real chance. And I've you know, I've never wavered, even when you've asked me many times to bail on my prediction that Boston would beat Cleveland. So I'm 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 definitely going to stay stay there. So let's say that Boston does beat Cleveland and Houston beats Golden State, Boston, I think, would have a legitimate chance against Houston, Boy. and that would be something. Wow. Yeah, I mean, without Kyrie Irving, without Gordon Hayward. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, I mean, well, there's no reason to bail on your prediction, really. I mean, it's 2-2. I mean, both teams have won at home, so so, so why, why bail on it? <laughs> and and Golden or not Golden State, Boston's really good at home. They've played really well at home, and they have home court advantage. I think this might be a series where that actually matters. I really do. Does the fact that Cleveland has the best player, LeBron, does that trump any, anything Boston might be able to do in, in, in the big games? I mean, that, that'll be the question um, going forward. Yeah, so. that'll be a question. I mean, unless there's a chance Boston closes it out in game six if they win tonight. Because you know? I, I don't think – I wouldn't even argue with you that the better overall team is Boston. Mm-hmm. But, but Cleveland has by far the, be- the best player. So mm-hmm. and, that, and that bridges a lot of that gap, I, I think, between the teams. So, so who wins I, tonight? I'd like to see a close game. I, I, was, I was just going to say, I don't know who wins tonight. I, I'm going I'm to say the home court holds – through, yeah, through, to, through, so to game, through to through to game seven. Yeah. So. What happens if if this is a close game tonight, like maybe last night's was um, very similar to that, and Boston has has to take a shot at the end? Who is it that takes the shot for Boston? I don't know. I, that, that's the thing, too. If I'm Brad Stevens, I put myself in. <laughs> <laughs> is Danny Ainge available? Can he come down <laughs> yeah. the I mean, <laughs> and until this postseason when LeBron's been pretty money in, in the clutch situation, you would ask the same of Cleveland because yeah. before it would have been, yeah. been Kyrie Irving that would have taken – yeah, t- taking the big shots. I just so. I would hate to see it come down to like a close a close game, and they just can't you know make it happen at the end because they don't have that sort of dominant offensive player who can you know get a shot. Whoever it would be, uh, LeBron would want to switch off onto him. Yeah. You know, LeBron's gonna play defense and and try, and that's not something he always does. And because of his length, there's nobody that can really match up to his size. It's Did you really say that LeBron sometimes doesn't try. I think he doesn't try to play defense. I don't think well, he, does he try. Period. I mean, if you look at the regular season results, <laughs> there's stretches here. All those segments we did on what's wrong with doesn't the Cavs. That, that's that's he knows, like, he knows it doesn't matter. Right. He turns it on when he has to. Exactly. Yeah, and that and that's the exact point I made a long time ago. The ca- uh, the flipping of the switch. Um, yeah. when, I think LeBron's going to hear this to. and he's going to want a piece of you too. Yeah, so you're going to have to deal with Greg's brother and LeBron James. I'm heading to Akron. Meet me at the playground, LeBron. Bring Ben to handicap match. <laughs> Hey man, we're not, we're not, we're not, we don't have your back in that one. You're, you're, you're all on your own on that, on that one. He's so. like, he's six, eight. If there's nobody really 
I'm the, I'm the Boston Celtics. I'm getting a stuffy nose. Thanks, It's me. It's, it's because of me. <laughs> if there's, there's, if there's, there's that kiss there's, I gave there, you before there, we came there, on the air. There's Kleenex right there. I know. Um, if there's anybody who's on the floor, LeBron can guard everybody on the Boston Celtics, and he's big enough to, you know, really check any, you know, block shots, get, get a steal, whatever, whatever they need. So as long as LeBron's on the floor for the last shot in a defensive role, I think it's going to be hard for anybody. And it would have been hard for Kyrie if Kyrie was still playing, so... So finals prediction right now, you Boston and against who, Colin? I'm gonna go Houston. I'm gonna say Boston, Houston. I'm I'm, I'm sticking with Cleveland, Golden State, Josh. Yeah, it's gonna be a rematch. I, I, I just, the fourth would this be? This is the fourth, right? Yeah, four in a fourth row. straight year of of Cleveland, Golden State. If it happens, so. And then what happens to LeBron? Stay or leave, Greg? He stays. Josh, I think he stays. If yeah, if, if they win this series, he stays. This yeah. year, if they lose this series, does it, he leave? Uh, I I think it's a bigger possibility. Ooh. I think it's a greater possibility. He loses this series. He signs. But there's to only Boston. really there's, there's only really one place for him to go though. I mean, there, there's a couple. It's the but, Celtics. That's the only place for him to go. <laughs> Golden <laughs> State. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Golden State. Um. Uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say to me, it's Philadelphia. Makes the, makes the most sense. And in Houston, he would get he would get crushed. I mean, he's gonna get crushed no matter what, probably. But, uh, but Houston, he would definitely get crushed for just glomming onto their team. Oh man, you know what? Um, I want to see it. I would. Yeah, I'd love that too. But I, and I want to say this. I want to say this now before before this this happens. If he goes to Philadelphia, think of all the times. LeBron made a move, and we said, oh, I can't wait to see that team play because that's going to be a fun team. Because I just caught myself thinking and wanting to say that if he went to Philadelphia right now. How many times has he done that? And then the team turns out to just not be that good, not as good as you hope it would be. Like, it took them a long the time. first year in Miami. Yeah, it took them a long time to adjust to Miami. Kyrie and Kevin Love did not work out for the most part until they had their finals run, and then even after that, like, they had a lot of problems. I could just see him going there and messing up Ben Simmons' mojo, you know, like. Uh, yeah, there's only one basketball, as they say. I know. So. Oh, yeah. Imagine him in Houston, though. Oh, yeah. I know. I, uh, James but, Harden but, holds the ball 70% of the but time. But Philadelphia's so young. Yeah. And Houston, you know, you know that's just going to be ego. There's not enough basketballs in the state of Texas. Right. Man, I don't know. That would be a lot of fun to see if, like, Harden and LeBron clash or something, yeah. like if there's, like, a major problem. We Even because Chris Paul is his boy, so he's not going to clash with him. Mm. We were saying, well, Paul and Harden work, and and surprisingly, yeah, I, we, I, I, yeah, I, we were. I, I didn't think it would, but surprisingly, it has so far. So, um, all right. Well, we're also recording this before Game Seven of the Capitals uh, yeah. t- Tampa Bay Lightning series, that's and, right. and, and and that, that that's been interesting. I know hockey's not your uh, forte, Josh, but but obviously, <laughs> I just want it to be over. Right. I just want him to lose, <laughs> right? But you've been following along just through through the nature of your job, and. Uh, and then yep. and the, uh, a home team finally won uh, won a game the other night. Uh, the the Caps or t- or two nights ago, the Tampa won up three two, and then the Caps stayed alive with their mm-hmm. with their home win. So sure so how good, how good do we feel about the Caps going into Game Seven? I don't feel good. <laughs> Just <'cause laughs> really? they, they, I mean, look at their history. They don't they don't win games. They sevens. don't win game sevens, but there is something. And if you listen to any talk radio or in Washington read or read anything in the Washington Post, I think there's some credence to the idea that there's something that feels a little different about this team this year. You know, any other year they would have folded last night or two nights ago. They would have lost at home in game six, and that would have been it. But they came back. And they, they kind of dominated that game, too. I think 3-0. I think tonight, you know, they have a real good shot. Do I think I think Tampa Bay figured out whatever they couldn't figure out in the first two games where they got lit up and, you know, ran out the gym. 
So they figured that out. Washington seems to have gotten over a hump with their win two nights ago. I have no idea. I think it's really hard to predict who's going to win tonight. I, I think it'll be a close game, and I think Tampa will score a back-breaking goal in, in, yeah. in, in true Washington Capitals uh, season-ending so fashion. So, so bad for Ovechkin because this is as far as he's probably ever going to get. I think they win just to spite me. <laughs> and what do we make of Las Vegas? I mean, an expansion franchise. Uh, That's I mean, awesome. Yeah. I mean, a first-year expansion franchise. I mean, just Vegas having a pro sports team in yeah. in a championship series. It's rigged. Um, yeah. <laughs> Well, they they certainly got their pick of the of the top players well, in the league yeah. with, with the draft. I mean, yeah. uh, Mark Andre Fleury, their goalie, and, and really the star of the team. Uh, he, I mean, he, he won the Stanley Cup last year with the Penguins. Mm-hmm. He, he helped the Penguins win the Stanley Cup last year, and, and, and they have a lot of other really top top level players on their team. Yeah, it's it, it's really it was a really interesting athletic social experiment. You know, the players who were available, the players who they got, the team that was put together, the GM, whoever he is. I mean, I couldn't name a GM in the NHL to save my life. Wayne Gretzky, Patrick Roy. Is that <laughs> Patrick one? Roy, yeah. Uh, but the GM must have done an incredible job, right? Like, he must have really known what was going on. Somebody who explains this really well, if, if you guys get a chance, uh, is actually our publisher, Jordy, who loves hockey. And he's he's kind of gotten on the Golden Knights bandwagon. So he He's such that. a bandwagon guy. <laughs> Look, I'm not, I don't mean to talk bad about our publisher. He's a great guy. But, yeah, he started talking to me about the Golden Knights. I was like, what? I'm like, wait a minute. You're from Boston. Yeah, yeah, like a couple years ago, he was totally all in on the Caps. Well, he says he's still all in on the Caps, too. And now he's a Golden Knights guy. I, yeah. I know he really likes the way they play. Yeah. So, I mean, I understand. Have you, have you, have you seen their pregame? I know Josh hasn't, but have you seen their pregame, Colin? Mm-hmm. With, with, I mean, it's, it's a big elaborate Wayne Newton? spectacle. Yeah. <laughs> now, it, it could be. <laughs> or, or, like a, or like a fake Elvis or something like yeah. that. It's not that, but, but, it, but it's some big spectacle they do. I mean, in true Vegas fashion. So, I mean, the, the, yeah, if you watch any of the Stanley Cup finals, you, you'll, you'll see it. So. I will watch if Washington's in it. I will definitely watch it. I, I will. I don't know so much about Tampa Bay, but you know. yeah, I'll be Although, throwing things at the television probably. Uh, if they're Washington. You hope it's a sweep. No, hey, matter but, they, sweep. but the, the Caps have not played an overtime game in in, in shut this, up, Greg. In, in this series, shut I up, think so. I think there is a possibility that tonight's a blowout. Thanks for jinxing it, Greg. One way or another, sure. I think I think it could no, be. A I, I think if it's a blowout, Tampa Tampa's the team yeah. doing the blowing out because the Caps. I mean, they just yeah. don't win these games. So I don't I don't see them blowing out Tampa Bay. Well, so. those those first two games, they blew Tampa Bay out, and they they really controlled it from. So I could I don't know. I don't know. It's. I don't think I, any of us know much about right. hockey or enough to really bring in Jordy. Where is he? Yeah, right. where is he? All right. I. I time to open Medusa's box. Oh, uh, I didn't. So I wasn't nice. even prepped for this. <laughs> what were you doing? What type of person were you at the age of nineteen? We've been over this before, I think. Haven't we talked? We talked about like Johnny Manziel and like what he did with his life uh, at oh, that at age. age. Eighteen. Uh, Nineteen. Nineteen. I know where you're going with this. Right. I, I don't. Um, Juan Soto, right? Right. Uh, what, uh, Age 19. I was, uh, uh, yeah, I finally I had my first girlfriend and was, like, probably just obsessed with her and, you know, was taking college classes and I was yeah, I, I pre- was, pretty un- nondescript kind of a dork. I was even in a, I was even a scrawnier version of myself uh, trying to – Yeah, four pack. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, uh, <laughs> Yes, my four pack. Um, he had I, hair, though. Yes, I had hair. And really, I was, I was I was navigating my first uh, first or second year of, of college out in Pittsburgh at Robert Morris. So, uh, not nothing really impressive. No no credentials to my name uh, to, to speak of at the age of nineteen. So yeah, barely any now. 
Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, for any of us, really. Hey, man, we we're on the just another sports podcast. Yeah, the highest rated sports ca- or podcast on the FMP podcast page. I said it, and you can correct me, Graham. 18, 19, I don't, I don't remember nineteen. I, I knew I was I, destined I, for yeah. a life at the Frederick News Post, so I. Well, I, I, I was going to guess that you probably don't remember anything yeah. about being nineteen because it's all drunken haze. <laughs> I was in college. I think. Oh yeah, nineteen, 19 was probably. Would that be the first? I don't know. I don't know How if it was my first you? or second year. Yeah, I was a sophomore in college. You were a sophomore? How old are you? How old am I? Yeah, are you, do you want to say that? We're not, I, I know turned what? 40 this year. I turned 40 in October. But no, I, my birthday's in October, so I started um, my freshman year of college when I was 17. Oh, you know. And I turned 18, obviously, that fall. I, I've completely... <laughs> Yeah, you, you're talking about when you were 19. I'm thinking we were all 19 at the same time. Uh, and I'm thinking when I was my, in my first year of college, how were you in your first year of college? <laughs> That's because you were 19 too. Okay, I get it. So anyway, right. where are you going with this? So, so imagine appearing in a Major League Baseball game at, at the I age know. of 19 like like Juan Soto just did for, for, for the Nationals <laughs> and been playing well too. He, he had a home run uh, the other day. So I mean, yeah, that I mean, the Nats need something, don't they? <laughs> what a, what does this say about their farm system? They can just pull some yeah. kid up, and he's a he's stud, a, and he's not even like, their top, he's not even their yeah. top rated prospect. Unbelievable! Either, so. Unlike somebody who rhymes with Schmillen Schmundy, who, <laughs> gave, up, who gave up what? His 10 ERA runs? is like five, and he's like two and six. <laughs> what was that this outing a week or two ago? Is outing a week or two yes. ago? He didn't even make it we out of the first inning. We didn't because I think that might have been uh, the lock and four week, right? But, yeah, but I mean, just just not even their top rated prospect, and I and I completely lost my. Well, uh, no, they they've needed they they've had too. problems with like they're they're again again they are having injury problems like their the disabled list group of guys is essentially like an all star team, and yeah. now and they had they were forced <laughs> to like true. bring up this kid who's nineteen. He probably should he probably shouldn't have been brought up this early mm-hmm. because they have you know a stacked roster but mm-hmm. again for I, what's going on there that they have so many injuries every year i know um so I anyway know. this kid comes up and he's he's you know he's fit right in yeah it's it's incredible it, it won't last right like, probably not and, and uh, washington post columnist thomas boswell sort of framed this as a litmus test of like are the will the nationals be okay if they lost bryce harper well with not this if kid. when wow oh, <laughs> right. oh okay well it, well, Harper said he wants to stay. I, I give him oh, a better chance of staying than Machado. In, 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 yeah, in, and Washington has more, so. probably more money to. They're they're they're, they're right. more willing. He's not going to gonna spend. go to New York anymore because they've you know they don't need him. All right, <laughs> like, but they, no, I think Washington's more willing to spend. Like look at Scherzer's contract and what they gave mm-hmm. Strasburg. So they're I think they're going to shell it out. You've got to be frustrated though if you're him and you're this good and your team can't get out of the first round of the playoffs. You really. Do. I told you this is the year they do it. No. Well, yeah, the Capitals, the, Caps, the, the, yeah. the Caps could get to the Stanley Cup Finals uh, for the first time in about twenty years, and uh, maybe the maybe it's the Nats, maybe the curse, maybe the fog is finally lifting over the DC sports franchise. Yeah, I mean the so. Wizards beat the Raptors. <laughs> no, I'm you kidding. Know, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, the Wizards have actually won a playoff. Uh, the a Caps playoff have series, too, but yeah. but but the Caps have. But the been. Wizards, it could be argued that the Wizards were the most disappointing team in the NBA this year with the expectations they had coming in. I buy yeah. that. Absolutely. Yeah, with, with Beal and Wall, they yeah. were expected to take the next step, at least be, be in the conference semifinals, mm-hmm. not, not go out in the... Well, because they were the eighth seed. Right. They barely got in the playoffs, you know? The, the, they were supposed to host a playoff series and win at least one. Well, barely got in. I mean, the cliff really dropped off after those eight teams in the East. So, so they were going to be in, but but where they where they were positioned so uh, was, was the know. question. John so. Wall should have been hurt all year. They would have been undefeated. So there again. <laughs> right. 
Uh, so let's, let's talk some football, uh, guys. Uh, so, so. How about this? How about? I hope you're setting this man. up, Greg. How about we this? Gotta, we're gonna have to talk about it again. I thought we were gonna. Done. I thought we were gonna lead with this. Actually, well, I'm talking about the kickoff rule change now. Uh, okay, no, 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 well, we can no, talk no, about no, that. No. Uh, yeah, sure. Well, they're they they're gonna change the rules on on the kickoff. I didn't know that. Yes. So what what's the rules now? Uh, I I haven't heard a lot about it. I, I think there's gonna be. They're, uh, they're changing he, the rules by eliminating it? No, they're trying to by changing these rules. So well, yeah, you can't get a running start. The guys at the line, they can't get a five-yard running running start. They have to line up on the ball. Um, so I think that changes. Um, I guess maybe there's a rule about where you can engage a block, like downfield. I think that rule is changing. Huh. I think the. I don't know that this was actually passed, but I think they were saying that any ball kicked into the end zone was an automatic touchback. Really? So it's I like don't know if that passed. That part of it passed, but that's what they were. I trying haven't to heard get a lot passed. about. I've just heard bits and pieces of of of, of, of the rule and, and and what it's going to be. So the NFL is framing it like it'll it'll increase returns too, kickoff returns too. Uh, we'll, How? We'll, we'll, with these tackling rules and, and just sort of the way you're able to engage blockers and stuff like that. But, but every single kickoff is going to go into the end zone. It always does. Well, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good. Well, point. that's not true. Like because there are some teams that strategically will kick pop-up kicks that land yeah. at like the one yeah that's true so but I, I don't think, think that's common though you know i, I, I think know. maybe it'll become more common well, maybe because you can you have a chance to pin an opponent much deeper in their end zone or in their their end of the field let's look up uh, well but you'd have to tackle them at the one too then you know it's not like a punt where you can down the ball well right. no i know that but it's not you know it's you, if you kick the ball correctly, you kick it high with a high arc, and that gives your time, your guys' time to get down there. So you can, you know, that tackle seems them to inside me, like the twenty yard. That line. seems to me like that would be even more dangerous than it already is. You know, like let's right. let's let's get the and then so something bad's going to ha- happen with that, and then they're going to say we're done with kickoffs. I, I said, think that that's what we're moving toward. Well, I said that yeah, well, last we, year we, on this we, podcast. We asked Lock and yeah. Floor, like, will kickoffs be a part of the game yeah. five years from now? And he said he didn't know. So well, I said no, and I'm an insider. Right. Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> NFL insider Colin yeah. McGuire. Oh, NFL, I meant CFL. Oh, or CFL. Okay, okay here yeah. we go. Players on the kicking team cannot line up more than one yard from the point of kickoff. The wedge block has been eliminated. Only players who line up in the setup zone between their own 40 and opponent's 45-yard line can put together double-team blocks. Until the ball is touched or hits the ground, no player on the receiving team may cross the restraining line. Typically, it's 45 or initiate a block. Uh, when the ball is, hits the end zone, it's immediately ruled a touchback. Hits the end zone, so could it float over and you pull it back? Feasibly, yeah, you would think so. But no, but, but, but Colin, Colin's right, though. It, <laughs> it, it, it's going to be touchback city I mean, because teams are going to want to make other teams drive the full length of the field to score against them. So, I mean, they're not going to want to take the chance. K- k- kickers are already doing that. I mean, I mean, the, the percentage of touchbacks, I think, is, is, is way up anyway. So, I think, I don't know, I think we're going to see more strategy involved in kickoffs to try to pin right. opponents deep. And then you'll have Belichick like onside kicking yeah. at random times and stuff like that. And then people start yeah. to think, hmm, well, Bill Belichick's doing this. Maybe, maybe we yeah. should look at it. So, uh, but, but the topic that Colin was looking at his chops about was that they're thinking about regulating the national anthem. I up, thought it up, passed. But I don't think it's passed yet. No. I thought that was the news today. Uh, they, were, they were talking about it. I don't think anything official has uh, come out. I think out. you're wrong, Greg. Oh, I think, am, am wrong? I think the NFLPA is going to make a big deal out of – they're going to try to appeal it. As we all check the online yeah, – No, but anyway, it's just, you want to explain like what they're yeah. what the rule is uh, essentially saying? 
Well, yeah, NFL owners passed new national anthem policy. Okay, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Well, okay, this this comes from ESPN. NFL owners have unanimously approved a new national anthem policy that requires players to stand if they are on the field during the performance, but gives them the option to remain in the locker room if they prefer. The policy suggests teams subjects teams to a fine if a player or any other team personnel do not show respect for the anthem. So the whole penalty thing, I don't think that's here. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, that was initially what people were thinking, or they were kicking around the idea of saying that it would be a 15-yard penalty or something like yeah. that to, to uh, any team who had a player kneel or yeah. show disrespect toward the flag. It, it was unanimously approved by the owners. Okay. I, so. I, don't, I don't have a problem with this uh, policy. For the simple reason that you don't have to be on the field for the national anthem. I mean, if you don't want to be out there, don't don't go out there. And that's the way they're going to make their right. statement. I, I think you're right. I, I mean – I was initially thinking that players would just figure out a different way to um, make their statement on the sideline, like turning their back or linking yeah. arms or whatever. But the rule, the rule as it's written, suggests that you can't. You have to if you're even if you're not. Well, it says stand and show respect. Right, I think is they, what it they says. don't want people. They don't want the, they don't want these demonstrations anymore. So if if, if you're going to make a demonstration. Uh, Stay in the stay in the locker room. Don't 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 even don't even come out. Here's on, my question: the field. Are they going to continue now this season, recording and showing the national anthem on TV like they did all all season last year because of these guys and kneeling? Now will no, they do it? I, I think they'll. I think it'll die will down. They bother? I, I think it'll die down just because no one will be doing anything. So it's just gonna fade. It's just gonna fade away. I love so. that who they talk to is newly acquired Cleveland Browns quarterback Tyrod Taylor, <laughs> who apparently is the go-to source on this issue. He says to make. A decision. He, he could he could be a players association rep or something like that. No, because so. he's the best quarterback in the league. That's why they got hey, him. Hey, uh, while you're speaking of the best quarterback in the league, uh, I've read that your team is about to uh, potentially get Teddy Bridgewater, the old Teddy Bridgewater, back. That he might be their starter this year. Really? Yeah, like he's playing well in their like mini mm-hmm. camp or whatever. Good. So people are like, Teddy Bridgewater would be the number one starter uh, for the Jets. I'm they already have three man. quarterbacks. I mean, yeah. with Geno Smith and um, so Teddy and, will be uh, back. Josh McCown. So Tyrod Taylor says to make a decision that strong, you would hope that the players have input on it, but obviously not. So we have to deal with it as players for good or a bad thing. So I don't think this is going to sit well with the players, and they're going to yeah, find but, another but, way. But, but but it's real simple. Just stay in the locker. What does it say? How much of a fine are we talking about here? I think it said in the story uh, that it would be dictated by the team. Like, the team, I don't know. The team would decide how much to find the players? I, th- I thought so. Now you're going to make me look. I, I don't know. Again. I mean, I just – I I still think you might see t- you might see players doing it. If it's a fine. Yeah, that's that's true. It depends I'm, on it depends on who the player is, how much money that player makes, mm-hmm. whether or not he's willing to accept a fine. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think this – I think you're still going to see players kneeling. Yeah, well, I'm trying to look this up, Greg. Go. You don't. <laughs> you don't agree with that. Well, I, that, the, they'll just be. I mean, you you think they'll just pay the fine? I do. Uh, whatever it is. I do. It depends on the players. Again, I think there there are enough guys who make multi. You know, they have multi million dollar contracts. They make plenty of money. I think they'd be fine if they had to give up twenty five thousand well, well, dollars. But they don't. It's not the but player. Then, but then the fine. Then the fines will increase. I mean, oh, they're the finding the team. They're finding the team. So okay, that's so team, that's what's going on. The team. On. It would be a much higher number. Than yeah, they're, they're going to find the team, which means then that the team's going to be mad. Okay. So but, I, that's actually a smarter way of going about right. it if you're trying well, it's to. Not, it's not like this. Uh, my position from the start is I understand they have the right to do it. It's the wrong. It's the wrong format. It's the wrong forum to do it in. Kneeling for the national anthem or doing whatever you want to do during the national anthem that's not going to solve any of the problems that these people are are, are, are protesting. All of yeah, that but, is very true. But and as I've as I've always said, protesting 
was never designed to be regulated. <laughs> right. You know, so if you want to actually protest, the idea that kneeling was supposed to represent X, Y, and Z, well, there are other things that can happen to represent X, Y, and Z. If we're going to, if some people are going to view this as though they are disrespecting the national anthem, okay, that seems to be the position you have, Greg. Like, you, you don't think well, players you, should do you it. You don't think they are disrespecting the national anthem? I, I think, don't think that's what their, their intention yeah, is. Yeah, I don't think no, that's, I don't think that's their, their intention. intention. But, but, but that's how it could be easily interpreted, Well, though. so then what's the next protest? Because there's going to be, like, there's going to be some other action that they can take in order to get their point across. And what's that going to be? And then who are the detractors going to be who are going to say, yeah, but well, you, you shouldn't even be doing that? Maybe it's well, what, what I'd rather see than people making points is, uh, and, and there are players doing this. I mean, and, and Colin Kaepernick's one of the players actually putting his money where his mouth is and, and taking action to help these, these uh, communities that are suffering from these uh, issues. But I, I want to see more action. What is being done to solve the problem? We, we get we get there's a problem. There, 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 no more, no more attention needs to be brought to the problem. In in, in my opinion, by these players, I mean what we, we why not? Well, it's not yeah, like it's been not? solved. No, <laughs> has it been solved? It see, hasn't been. No, but what is being done to solve it? Like kneeling and doing all this stuff for the na- national anthem. That's not moving us any closer to a solution. See, but I this is where I disagree with that because I think this has had value. I think. This the whole thing has started conversations that haven't been easy to have between people, and it's clearly fired people up. Um, and you know, I, to your point, Josh, I the I don't think the players meant to disrespect the flag or the national anthem. They wanted to prove a point and raise awareness. And if all they wanted to do was raise awareness, they actually raised awareness. They did, because, and in my opinion, they did it in the wrong way. Uh, I mean, well. I don't know. I've seen polls. You're all hot about this, Greg. We've, wow. Yeah. Go ahead, Josh. We've, we've <laughs> seen polls of like of military members, and and the majority of military members don't have a problem with NFL players doing this. From from what I uh, what mm-hmm. I've seen, anyway. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. It's, uh, a lot of a lot of people do though. A lot of people aren't watching football uh, be, because of this, and, and that's what the NFL I, wants. I still wants don't to believe address. that. So well, I, how many? Like six hundred people are not watching. Like, it's just it's a drop in the bucket. Like if there are people who are not watching, it doesn't make a damn bit of a difference to the NFL. I'm I'm and, and their bottom line anyway. I'm a hundred percent with you on that, Josh. But I do I do think that this is a response to that thought. I think that the yes. NFL has yes, has seen is. a dip in ratings, right. and they are saying. This, this is, is this is something, you right. know, and it, if it keeps going, perhaps this will like I know your friend Bob Miller said he refused to watch football all of last season because people kneeled. I call BS on that. That's that's what he said. I and when I'd go in he and do my, it. I don't believe when it. I'd go in and do my like pre weekend thing and be like, what should you do this weekend? Oh, football season starting. You're a Cowboys fan. Oh, I'm not watching. That's what he'd say. And actually, the other day, our editor, Chris Kinsler, came in and sort of gave me his thoughts on you know political stuff in sports you know he doesn't really think politics and sports should mesh which is why he doesn't watch espn that much uh so i do think this all of this stuff is sort of intertwined in a way do i think that they lost millions of viewers not a chance in hell but I also think that they want to cover their bases, and that's what they're doing right now yeah. and saying we – It's interesting you mentioned ESPN becoming so political. I mean, how do you think they've be- – I'm not saying they haven't. I'm just saying how do you view that? How, how do you think ESPN has become political? If, if, if You'd if have to has- ask him. Okay. He, he made yeah. that argument. I I don't have time to watch ESPN. I don't watch ESPN. Yeah. I don't right. watch SportsCenter. I don't watch anything. If, if I'm right. lucky, I'll see an episode of Pardon the Interruption once a month. You know, like I, I don't. Right. I mean, I, I, I mean, people are saying that, but I'm just not sure exactly Well, I how. see the clips. I see so. the clips from first take. Stephen A. Smith is always getting political in some way. And Max Kellerman had a couple spots in the last month or two. Those two both kind of 
really cross those lines. I, think, uh, I guess I, I guess Trump comes up from now from time to time, and that could be considered yeah. as obviously well, po- political. I think but. Kellerman talked about Kanye too at one point recently. I I don't know. I I'm don't glad know. I don't watch ESPN. Yeah, I don't. Well, they're they're losing numbers. You know, every oh, well, you see what they did to, what they did today to to get some of those numbers back. They just agreed to uh, the rights to um, UFC to broadcast the UFC. Yeah. So they got that from Fox in a 1.5 billion dollar deal. So they'll have all of all and of that Fox stuff. got the WWE yeah, for, for, right. for, for Smack, SmackDown, yeah. one one of the shows for one billion dollars. I mean, I, I look at these contracts. I'm like, what are these television executives thinking when, when they negotiate these contracts? I mean, I they, they have they have to be the dumbest people at the network negotiating these contracts, and they're just getting excited just based on the numbers they're throwing around. Well, I'm because sure it's all. It, there's it, much more to it. I'm I'm sure that like you know a, a billion dollars. This is how it's allocated. This is how they make money. You know, like. I don't think it's nearly as cut and dry as ESPN's paying a billion five, right? A billion five mm-hmm. for, and I thought it was two million that, or two billion that Fox paid for WWE. One, one, one billion okay. over five years. So anyway, it doesn't. I, it's just yeah. I don't know how the. I don't know how that translates, but I'm sure it does. Like people bid billions of dollars for the NFL rights. Yeah, but they're all losing money. It seems like why is ESPN laying well, off tons of employees? Yeah, well, ESPN's trying. It's it's a programming decision because they want they're trying to get these young this younger sect of viewers, and and those people are the ones who are wa- who watch UFC. So yeah. um, that's who they're trying to appeal to. That's those are the people they're losing. They're losing that that younger group of people. It, it seems like they're, uh, these networks are losing money though on these deals. That, that's my point. I mean, I, yeah. I, I get it. They want the content, and, and they feel they to maintain relevancy, they need the content. But it, but it seems like these deals are all slanted towards the people delivering the content. Maybe they should be, and and, and these are awful deals for the networks. They say boo hoo. Really? <laughs> well, <laughs> I yeah. I mean, right. But, but I mean, I mean, like, like, Fo- I mean, are, is Fox going to recoup a billion dollars on one WWE show in 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 five years? I, I mean, I, probably not. I, well, I don't I know. It's think. a weekly television show, uh, and they're moving it to Friday oh, night, night, which is the night, which is the night that people go out. All and those advertising dollars. Yeah, I don't and know. It's a maybe, maybe. Show. It's the same thing. I, my question is like that. Yeah, I, I think they get that back too. And my questions actually go more toward the Super Bowl. Like, how does how do you get your bang for your buck out of the Super Bowl. You get 30 seconds for like a trillion dollars. You're talking about a company that advertises yeah, the Super Bowl? Yeah. I've, yeah, that's people, a really good question. Because I, I, like, and how can you really measure like Ford or Budweiser? After the Super Bowl, does Budweiser sell like a billion cases of beer because of their Super Bowl <laughs> ad? Like, well, I, most I, of the time, like with those commercials, you don't even know what the hell the commercial was for. I know, <laughs> I know. So, so great, great job, guys. Yeah, yeah, you're, that's a good question. I just saw a talking baby, and your commercial yeah. was about Cheetos. Like, right. I, I don't, <laughs> I, d- right. I don't get it. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know how that works. But people seem. How to I mean, the the business side of me just it, the biz, uh, the business aspect of these things just fascinates me. Just just how these networks negotiate these yeah. deals because they seem to be slanted against the networks. I mean, because that, that's a lot of money to recoup over over a short period of time. And as popular as the NFL is, I think these networks might be losing money on on the NFL deals well, they're making. So. so yeah, and um, I mean, they've there's been a lot of discussion about when the television rights comes up comes up again for all these uh, leagues. The NBA too. I, I read something recently like it's not going to be what it was it's just not well yeah, it's it, going to be it, different like google may get it or amazon yeah. may get it it's, or it's, a, it's a big netflix bu- well, well true that that could happen or it's a big bubble it's going to pop and, and and these player salaries are going to look even worse especially in the nba mm-hmm. where you have like mid-level players making 
twenty plus million dollars a season. I mean, that doesn't yeah, seem Tristan sustainable. Tristan Thompson so. making right, yeah, I mean, eighteen million. I mean, or Mike Mike Conley of the Grizzlies is like a thirty million dollars a year, yeah. thirty million dollars a year yeah. player. So, um, yeah. so it's it's crazy. So. Um, well, before we get to seen and unseen, anything else you guys wanted to bring up? Colin, here? did you win or lose money from the Preakness? I lost money. And then um, uh, because I am a degenerate gambler, right. I said, well, I need to bet on some more races because I lost Ooh, <laughs> the Preakness and I didn't win any of those races. These were races so, like so, around the country? No, they're just at Charlestown. Oh, okay. Just, and so I uh, – just said okay that's enough and i i ate it on all of them i had a friend it's a shame who hit it uh, but he plays like almost every combination the preakness it's really easy if you're willing to bet a hundred dollars for instance because it there's only eight horses so you can pair and mix and match all you want and put a one dollar bet down and maybe at the end of the day like you end up spending a hundred dollars on a hundred different bets but one of them's gonna hit and one of them did hit for him and he made like 156 dollars right. that's how something. you do it yeah right. So, uh, but regarding the Preakness, I like Justify. I like Justify going into the Belmont and uh, and winning. Again, a sloppy, sloppy track. Very hard to see. I loved where, where I was. People when, you were at Charlestown. Yeah, right? I was at Charlestown. Where when the um, when the clouds came in or when the fog crept in and you actually couldn't see it, everybody started booing. <laughs> like they, they, I thought they were gonna riot. It was it was really funny. But these these races have been kind of hard to watch in that way. But it was yeah. thrilling. It was yeah. It was that was thrilling. the 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 showdown nature of that one. The the match race nature yeah. of of that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And I, I mean, you, you could get, tell good magic went too early. You could right. tell that that was going to be how that. Played uh, but out. You, you know, what is, what are your thoughts on the uh, the people who are saying that um, Justify probably is not going to have enough for the Belmont because we saw he was pushed and barely held on at that, the Preakness. That, that's my question. If that race was a little longer, what do you what do you held on to win? I don't think you would have held on to win. I'm also, I also think, though, you have three weeks between the Preakness and the Belmont. You only had two between the Kentucky Derby and the Preakness. I think depending on the weather and depending on the field, uh, I think he will have enough. I, he's At this point, if the knock was, well, you didn't race as a two-year-old, now it's like getting your shot back. It's like getting back into the groove of things. And if this has just kind of been a feeling out period over these first two races... And now maybe he can really hit his stride. I, I think that that's really a but, but, but I agree. The thing the Preakness didn't do was knock out any horses, though, because now there's going to be some fresh horses in the Belmont right. saying, yeah. saying, saying we have a chance to win. You're going to get yeah. those. You're going to get those right. guys coming back trying to trying to steal the upset. I hate that. And I hate we've that talked about thing. that. I agree with you. Yeah. Um, you should be, you but, should have to run in all three right. if you're going to do yeah. it. Yeah. Right. But I think um, I don't think that the jockey is. So he took him right to the front. Um, in the Preakness, yeah. he took Justify mm-hmm. right to the front, and that's where that sort of match race materialized. I don't see that happening at the Belmont. Yeah, I don't either. I don't know how big the field will be. It's usually around 10 horses, no? Yeah, maybe a little more. He also, I think he broke from the seven. He was from the seven, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, depending on the draw, too, right. I think he wanted to get to the rail as quick as he could Correct. because because of the weather. Right. So, yeah. I, I mean, I understand all of that, but I, I don't think – I don't. I think he'll run the race differently, and he'll save that horse for when he needs it. And I think when he asks for it, it's going to be there. Yeah. And he's the. I think he's the best horse. If you listen to all the experts, mm-hmm. he is the best horse of this class. Yeah. And I. I just. I think it's. I think he's good enough to make this to pull this off. Yeah. Andy Byer said, and, and this is another reason why I regret not being there this year. But he he said that you know he didn't. He thinks this horse is way better than American Pharaoh right. ever was. And he didn't even think American Pharaoh should have won the Triple Crown, you know. Right. So, I think everybody who knows something about horse races, racing is looking at this horse and saying, 
this is a great horse and he's going to come through. Did we talk about this last week when Greg wasn't here, Colin, that do you think that uh, not racing, not running a horse as a two-year-old, if Justify wins the Triple Crown, will that become more of a standard uh, yeah, operation. I I think I remember talking to did you we about add, this. We, I, I can't remember. If we I don't I don't know this. if we did that on air, but um and Greg listened, did we? No, you didn't listen. So <laughs> no, but I I think I think Bob Baffert is like the Bill Belichick of trainers. That's at a good point. That's a good comparison. So yeah. maybe he sets a trend. Yeah. But not everybody can be the patron. Everybody tries to run the. Yeah, Patriots I mean, he gets offense. the best horses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's the other thing. Like Bob Baffert can afford to do that. I don't think some Joe Schmo trainer, though. I haven't read, and, and I want to read this uh, story. Why did they decide to do that? Who decided it? When was it know. decided? What was the reasoning? Because you just you don't see that. Yeah. Uh, this is this is a story that you you know you haven't seen unfold in whatever it was 121 years or something. A horse mm-hmm. that hadn't run it as a two year old hadn't won the the Derby. So I want to I, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna start searching around because I want I want to learn more about why that. Yeah, the decision was and made. What, what the logic was. Yeah, yeah. And, and if Justify goes on to win the Triple Crown, how do you think we'll react? Well, we will react. That's a good question react. too. I mean, I mean, because obviously, I mean, we had such a gap between Affirmed right. American Pharaoh, and, it, and and it's still a thrilling accomplishment. Well, everyone will be excited and happy about it. But do you think some of the shine has come off the Triple Crown since uh, it's, since it's happened recently? I don't think so. I think it all will depend on how he wins the Belmont because that is such a test. Mm-hmm. They call it the test of a champion. Mm-hmm. If he if he runs away with it, there will be a bigger reaction, I think, than if yeah. he barely edges somebody. Yeah, it's I don't the know. Story of Secretariat too, right? You know, I mean, if you come out and you dominate, especially and American Pharaoh ran away with it. Ran yeah, away with it. And with, yeah, which is odd because he's, I still don't think that horse gets the respect it deserves. But if 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 he runs away, I'm sure with he's it, ticked off about that yeah, too. <laughs> if if he runs away with it, especially with all this all that chatter, horse has to do is just like uh, mate now. He's got the yeah, life, right? Yeah. All he, all this chatter about can he last is can he go the distance and if the Preakness would have been, you know, 500 feet longer, would he have lost? If he comes out and dominates and kind of proves everybody wrong, I, I think that'll really mean something. If he yeah. ends up squeaking by, yeah. then people might be just a little dismissive. I, I, I don't him. think he's going to dominate because like Josh said, and I think it's a really good point, he's, he's going to be held back a little bit, I think. He's not going to push the pace at the front. Like like we saw in the first two races, so. the jockey Mike was it Mike Smith? Is that his name, or am I getting that completely wrong? I don't. I, know. I, I, I think you're right, Mike Smith. Yeah. I think he he was obviously asked that question mm-hmm. um, on Saturday if he had a, if he would have had enough, say if the race was another sixteenth of a mile or something like that, mm-hmm. and he said yes. Yeah, he said he probably if he knew that was the case and the race was a different distance that he would have run it a little differently and he probably would have had enough to, yeah. to win it. That's just what he says. And Yeah, that's the thing. Like, uh, it, like they knew, th- these guys know what they're doing. And for him to, to push the, the horse as much as he did, uh, you know, he, he knew to win that race, that's what he had to do. And that he was going to go down like that or he was going to win like that. And he won, fortunately. It, what I love about this is it makes the Belmont important. I you agree. Know, I, mean, I, I, you gotta, I root for this every year. Yeah. Even if, the, even if the horse falls on his face, if yeah. like whatever, we've seen all these crazy things happen in the years past. Like if we gotten scratched, what was the one got I'll scratched? I'll have another. Was it I'll a, have another, right. In, yeah, Big our, brown like flamed yeah. out and pulled up lame on the back stretch or, or on the home stretch. I think that was the first Preakness I covered for you. Or first or second, that happens. I'll have another is going for the Triple Crown. The next day they announce he's not going to run. And you're like, 
Well, um, it became a test of wills too, because Good Magic wanted to prove it that he could hang yeah. with Justified for, for the entire race. That and, horse faded. And, and, oh boy, that he's horse finished faded. fourth, right? No, I think he finished further back than that. Was it like sixth or something? Uh, because yeah, I had him. I had him paired in in a, in a couple different bets. And when I saw how, how how out there he was, I thought, oh man, this is a lock. This is good. This is great. And man, that horse just said, I don't have it. I wonder if he'll be back for the Belmont. Yeah, I wonder too. Or if he just spent. All right, seen or to be seen, fellas. It's, it's game seven, man. Game seven. I know you hate hockey, but uh, Caps Lightning or Ning, as they say, <laughs> the Ning, the Ning. I'm I'm pumped on that. I'm also pumped to see how how these basketball series turn out. I really am. Yep, I'll I'll agree with Colin. Josh, do you have any I, interesting tidbits? I don't hate um, hockey. I just hate <laughs> having to wait for hockey and the not knowing if I'm going to get it in my newspaper section, which is a gigantic pain. Uh, any any good reads? Yes, lately? I was going to mention. Yeah. Um, I think it was early in the week. It was Monday. Monday morning quarterback Peter King said goodbye to Sports Illustrated That's right. and yeah. uh, MM, the MMQB. Will he, will he be doing stuff for NBC's yes. website? Yes. I, I guess. Like, he will. Is, is he going to move the column over to NBC? Yes. Uh, He's going to have a Monday morning column. It's right, going to be yeah. basically the same thing. So he is going to continue writing. But um, if you go back, find his last column, <clears throat> he just essentially goes through a, He does a thank you list, and he mm-hmm. thanks – numerous athletes and within the framework of thanking people he tells unbelievable stories Mm -hmm. about all of these people stories that he's never told and Mm -hmm. all of his writing and the millions and millions of words that he's typed about Mm -hmm. and the nfl um he provides you with insights on peyton manning and brett Favre, and um i i can't even remember but the list is is really long it's a fantastic read he does what he has always done he shares insights and terrific stories now he is not I don't know if your opinion, your opinion of him. I don't think he's like some fantastic writer like William Knack was. Mm-hmm. You know, like he mm-hmm. was up here. And he's, he's, yeah. and he's a great. He's a very good writer. He's, he's admitted that. Like, the, 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 there's several guys at Sports Illustrated yeah. that, that are far beyond yeah. him in, in terms right. of writing. Or in terms of writing ability. Yeah, so. I mean, not to, not to take anything away from him because he's a fantastic writer, mm-hmm. but his strength has always been his reporting, mm-hmm. and this comes through in this sort of thank you thank you note to people. So yeah, I would and, suggest going and, back I guess and checking it out. There was news that came out about Brett Favre too because he was in rehab three. Correct. different times during his career yep. so uh, and, and that and people people didn't really know that so i saw yeah. brett Favre was talking recently Did you see he's that? always talking man he's when does he yeah he's he's on tv he all the time doing, doing ads and stuff like that he so. stays in the limelight no he's talking about his rehab stints or something i don't yeah know well that may, this may have been why cause right because it, 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 it came out in the in the peter king farewell column so and he's talked about uh recently he's talking about concussions and how many he thinks he had mm. um which is an alarm was an alarming number yeah. anyway All right, well, from Peter King's farewell to our farewell, we will see you next week here on Just Another Sports Podcast.